Motherfucker, that was sick. You were clearly getting into the Christmas spirit, Jack. Christmas? I'm not quite into the Christmas spirit, but the Podmas spirit, all <laughs> over it. I like it. I like it a lot. Mate, done any sherry yet? Had any uh, Baileys? Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. I've had it all. Mistletoe and wine. Ooh. All of that, yeah. Absolutely Lucky. brilliant. Lucky miss, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. What are we doing, yeah. G? Well, G, it's day seven. So, what do you think we're doing? I don't know, G. Ah, yes. We are doing the letter, G. We're doing the top oh. five footballers ever. The surname beginning with G. Oh, mate. My G. That's it. That's it. That's it. Cool, man. Well, then, what do we agree on? We've agreed on this one as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we're very agreeable at this time of year. Exactly. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. So at number five, it's a favourite of the pod. One of uh, Tom's favourites in particular. It yeah. is Mr. Gooty. Yeah, he's a, he's a wicked player, though. Know? Uh, do you know, funny enough, I was talking about the other day at my uh, local football team. Um, we have this bloke who's from Madrid and he supports, obviously, Raul. And we're talking about how he was so mad talented for someone who just didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. He was telling stories about, like, so apparently there's a recent documentary, well, recent, I say, about a few months back. I think it's BT Sport and they go in talking about the Galacticos and they were saying, like, they, they asked each player, I think Herrero, Herrero his name? Uh, I always fuck that name up, but um, Hierro. Hierro, that's it. He played, I think, at a tail end, I suppose, um, of his career with with Gooty, and he was saying he was in his top three players that he's played with. And Carlos said it, I, I believe. I think it's just solely about Real Madrid, by the way. Yeah. And they were just saying the, the amount of talent he had. And they asked him a question. I think they asked, um, was it Figo a question? It was something to do with, like, because Figo was, like, the most professional out of all of them, apparently, to a point. He asked him a question about, you know, what was the, what was it like training with all these players? It was it like training with Gooty? And, um, he said, they just partied. They just turned up, partied, did whatever they want, get drunk, and then come match day, they'll put in the 10 out of 10 performance. And he was mesmerised by it. It's it just ridiculous. I, and, um, yeah, I was just talking about it. And it was just someone for that much talent. Clearly, has got enough talent to be in the best team in the world at the time. But he should have gone on to do a lot more, a lot more than he, he showed, I think. But the shit he did show, my God. Like, he, the problem with him, he would do, he would play like three or four outstanding games. And I'm talking outstanding games. Like, this guy would run the game, run the show, basically. And then, the next, you know, the next game after those three or four, they'd go and get a red card or they'd go and do something completely stupid and undo all that hard work. 
that was a problem with him. But he's, he was such a talented player, Gooty. I don't know your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did a pod solo one where it was the best players to never play in a it was either a World Cup or major international tournament, and yeah, Gooty was well up there for that because he was so overlooked for Spain. Thirteen caps he got, which is absolutely bonkers. He just just so much flair, so much skill. And yeah, you're right, it wasn't the most consistent in terms of like seven out of tens every week and stuff, but he was consistently in that Madrid side for what, fifteen years? And he overlapped yeah, the the great team of late nineties, early two thousands which were winning them Champions Leagues and all the way up to when Ronaldo was coming in and, and Kaka was coming in and stuff like that. And yeah, just such a flary player, a proper... It's hard to call him a cult hero because he played for Real Madrid. But that's kind of what... Yeah, he is. It's one of them where he doesn't get talked about enough for me. Yeah, it is. I'll, I'll, I'll put him down as a cult hero. Because I don't know about you, but... Always, you know, maybe as a media at the time, but I never really saw rate him at the time. You know, to the levels that you know who was around. Yeah, that Frank Lampard's, uh, you know, Zavi's, whatnot. This is you had those types of players at the time. This this guy wouldn't come anywhere near in that estimation, but he had the talent to be. Honestly, he did. He was really good. And that goal, that goal, I can't remember who it was against. Oh, the Benzema one. Is it Getafe? I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know, but yeah. Where he basically does he round the keeper? He basically just back heels it. The one the yeah, he drops him on the floor. With yeah, it. and um, to have the audacity to do that, yeah, you got to be some kind of player to do that. So um, yeah, good, good shout. Next up, then who we got? Next up, we've got Stevie G, Steven Gerrard. Steve Gerrard, Gerrard, he fell on his fucking ass. He gave it to Denver Bar. That's all my input for today. Thank you very much. Not not so much a favourite of the pod uh, as Gooty, but can't deny what a good player that he was. The complete midfielder, people would call him. And even though we, particularly you, give him a lot of stick, he did make our top five sentiments in Premier League history. He was up there as one of our best captains as well. And... You know, it's something we speak about occasionally about the sort of perfect build or, you know, if you're building the perfect football or whatever. For that sort of box-to-box role, Gerard's probably it. Yeah, you're right. He has, he's good at physique. You know, I mean, yeah. he can get... He's that lanky kind of player, isn't he? Long legs. Um, yeah. He's a little bit like what you were saying about Gooty to an extent as well, that he was capable of the proper big box office performances. Um, Just big games. <laughs> yeah, maybe anyway. may unfair to say that he wasn't consistent, but yeah, he had he had very very high ceiling games, but also very notable mishaps in big games. Whether that's an own goal, red card, penalty miss, stuff like that. But <laughs> he also had. For every for every back pass uh, to Didier Drogba or Thierry Henry, he had a goal against West Ham or Olympiacos. So 
yeah, he was sort of a live by the sword, die by the sword career. But yeah, yeah. box office, definitely. I'm not his biggest fan. One, because he, we all know this, but one, because he gets compared to Lampard, and Lampard's so clear of him. Uh, two, people don't know by now, I'm also a Celtic fan, which is odd for a Chelsea fan. And him being the Rangers manager for a period of time and effectively uh, making Glasgow blue again, I suppose. Wouldn't, would you say that? I suppose, yes, they, they used to idolise him. Yeah, don't really. I'm not keen on the fella, but I can't deny that when he does play well, and it's for England as well, mainly, when he did play for England, you know, he put in a shift, which is, I, I can't really say that too much about Lamps. That's, that's the thing. It was a bit odd. Lamps did it more for the club. And Gerard was, he shone more, not shone more, but I mean, he was, I suppose that he was consistent there. He, he was consistent at international level, wasn't he? He didn't, he'd done, he'd done his job. He well, to... I don't know, to be honest. I don't think any of the centre mids covered themselves in glory on the international stage, but I know what you mean if you're comparing the two. You probably would give the edge to Gerard on the England stage, whereas on the club stage, it, it would be Lampard, but. Yeah, yeah, he's. We all know, we all know what Gerard's all about. Yeah. Crunching tackles, driving runs, long shots. He is a good captain. Uh, I think Andy Abraham said that Henderson's a better captain. That's that's up for debate. But yeah, he's he's a good player, very good player. He wouldn't be in this list if he wasn't. Beginning with G. Yeah. So what have we got next then? Number three. Recently, Greaves. Was it yeah. this year? RIP, yeah, a couple yep. of months ago, three months ago, something like that. Uh, Jimmy Greaves, a strange one in that he's a Chelsea and a Tottenham legend. Is he the only one that is sort of loved by both? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, oh, I'm trying to think now. The only ones I can think of, Hoyer is deemed a Judas because he left Chelsea for Tottenham. Uh, Gallus, no one really fucking cares. <laughs> Um, I think he went from did he go from Arsenal to Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't recall anyone else is not really noteworthy for me. But yeah, uh listen, he, I think we spoke about it. Wasn't he the first million pound player or something? Or am I might get me confused. Uh, uh, the or, first million pound player I think in England was Trevor yeah, Francis. Francis what, yeah. what he was, so no, he was so about twenty years left. It was the, it was supposed to be the first hundred grand player, but has it? Yeah, I think as legend has it, it was one pound less, so that he didn't have the the pressure of being that guy. That was it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he was it Milan. You say yeah. So he went to Milan. He, I mean, it's, it's been did there. he have a good time or not? He scored in pretty much well, every he, game he played, but he didn't last very long there. I, well, Again, I might be butchering this, but I'm pretty sure he didn't get along with the manager and the training, like the, you know, I think they actually did train properly over there or something along those lines. And he just didn't yeah. get along with it and he just wanted to make that move back. So I think within that same season, he left. So yeah, bit of an odd one. Um, but yeah, yeah no, like I said, prolific goal scorer, legend in English football. Um, and he was on the telly for a while, wasn't he? Was it? Um, not in the nineties, he was all over John, the TV. Was it? Yeah, Saint and Greasy. Yeah, it, on the nineties, he was all over the TV, and 
I, I seem to remember him with Mr. Blobby at some point. Um, those you old enough to know who Mr. Blobby is, what a legend. So yeah, he, he, he weren't just uh, a footballer. He was kind. He was, he was a, a celebrity in his own right, I suppose, as, as time went on. And he's got that distinct way of speak, speaking. I think it was his chin. It must have been his chin. But um, yeah, he, he, he was a quality, quality player. And I'm pretty sure if they haven't, I, I, I'm pretty sure they would do. Spurs must have some kind of shrine to him somewhere, uh, whether it's a statue or stand named after him. They've got to. Yeah, he's still their top scorer uh, by a little bit. And I think people say that the only reason that Harry Kane possibly still at Tottenham, other than yeah. Man City not having enough money, is because he wants to break that Jimmy Greaves goal-scoring record, which has been going for the best part of 50 years now. And this guy was like a bit... Well, he didn't play like Harry Kane, but his, his kind of consistency in goal-scoring was was similar. Like, he just bagged no goals for years. Yeah. No nonsense get the ball in the net. That, none of this fluff, fluffing about of it. You know, do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, could he do? Uh, could he do a job in today's game? I think you know what. When it comes to all those old-time players, I think you probably could. And I, 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 knew, I used to argue with my dad about this. You know, you know, talk about the pitches, the heavy balls, and whatnot, the, the big boots. But these these lads turn up drunk, go smoking at half time, whatnot, and would still put a shift in. Um, in the worst conditions possible. So, you know, put Jimmy Greaves, prime Jimmy Greaves up top now for England, 100%. It's still do a shift. Getting perfectly. That's Greavesy for you. Next up then. Next up. Our man. Chelsea, Chelsea boy. Rue Tillett. There there was a thing um, going round the other day. I don't think he'd seen his poster at Stamford Bridge before. Honestly, those posters have been there for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it was the first time he'd seen it because he looked, he looked quite moved. Is he? These guys, they've been there for years. They've been there for years. They're on the um, unless they've only recently put that, uh, one of him up, but I'm pretty sure he's he's been there before. Um, so where if you've never been to Chelsea Stadium, where the old shed end is, so it's a massive like brick wall kind of. Yeah, they now put posters up of every like legendary player. Shows like gives them a little bio on them and has a has their like how many trophies they won etc. Um, so yeah, if if, if Hullet's not been there before, I'm very surprised at that. But yeah, he, he he won't be remembered for what he done at Chelsea only by Chelsea fans really to be a player manager and win the uh, the FA Cup, I suppose. But it was his time at AC Milan where people really stood up and thought, Jesus Christ, this guy is a player. A player in every single position. I swear, if you put him in goal, you probably would have done a job as well. So, so talented, and he can just drive that ball, carry that ball from technically defence. Where I don't know, did he start off in defence and then move forward? I can't remember, but he can he can take that ball from defence and literally go and score a goal by himself if he wanted to. That's how good he was, and not because he has this mad ability to beat people um, on the ball. I can't, like, if you're going to compare him to anyone, he's like a, I always compare people to Zidane, isn't it, really? But it's hard because he, he yeah, does he like, did, I wouldn't say he had the same sort of technique no. as Zidane. I would compare him more, not to a player, but to 
a motor vehicle, and that would be a bulldozer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because that was his main thing. Like, obviously, he could he could play, but I think he was one of the most like physically gifted players ever. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, him, him and Sadov, you know, and I, I, for me as well, taking away the Chelsea element of it, I think as we was growing up as you know young uh, football fans. It was just the look of him as well. So he had the dreads. Um, there were certain players that you just knew were superstars at that time. And he had he had the dreads, just the way he played football, I think, at the time. Even before, I think, maybe before we was born, he had the uh, moustache and the dreads. And it just looked, he just looked the, like the coolest bloody footballer going. Like, for instance, if you're talking about Ned, uh, not Ned, Ned, um, Edgar Davids, you know, you you knew this guy was come came to party when it comes to football, man, because he he just had that look about him, just something different. And I think uh, for me, uh, Hullet had that, Hullet had that about him, that star star look. But yeah, ability wise, he had it all. But he also, I don't want to play him down because he, he was unreal everything. But he what? Is it is it bad to say Jack of all trades, master of none, or is he just a master? I think he was a master of. Of stuff though, like uh, probably an obvious one, but like in the air, I suppose would would be one. What was your master think, Positionally, very good as well. Obviously, knowing the fact that he could play in a number of positions, he was kind of always in the right spaces and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he knew how to use his his body basically. And look, there's no. There's no shame in that. In the D podcast, talked about Kenny Dalglish's secret weapon, uh, which is his arse, and that is, you know, Hullet's using his body as well in, in different ways. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's how you get ahead of him, really. So, yeah, he's he's a beast, as they say, as the kids yeah. say. Yeah, the kids do say that. Man, but I remember that guy that Kenny Dalglish scored with his arse. But, um... Oh, good one. Right, last one. And I don't know if anyone can really argue with this being number one. Probably the most oddly odd character and talented character, Garincha. Yeah, I think to say this guy is a favourite of the podcast is probably an understatement. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just class. I don't know. Flair, talking about flair with Gucci, like, this guy's dribbling was on another level, really. And I think he's the ultimate party boy. He's as much of a legend as what he was doing off the pitch uh, as, as on it, really. Yeah. An absolute yeah. goat. A goat. He loved the goat. He <laughs> loved the goat, that's for sure. But, yeah, I mean, Brazil, you know, a lot of people go to Pelé. To be fair, a lot of people do say about Grincha. It's not like he doesn't get his flowers in that sense. But some people do forget that he was one of the superstars in the world at that time, that 58 and 62 World Cup. And he carried Brazil through, really, when Pelé was was injured in that 62 one. Yeah. I think playing in Brazil back then, that was a very good league. People don't credit it because of the Brazilian league now, and they think it was 
the same back then, but it wasn't. And yeah, he just proper, very, very skillful player. And I suppose that's what you get when you grow up on the beach in Rio de Janeiro. That's, they're, they tend to be the ones, don't they, where they, they, they produce like the ballers, the, the skill ones, and then the, the favelas are more the just killers, really. Yeah. You had your eyes, you got your grinches. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't say anything more, really. I think he's just, yeah, such a, such a majestic player, I suppose. Um, and, you know, if you want to find out more about him, why don't you go and have a look at our Brazilian podcast? Is it top 10 Brazilians to ever play the yeah. game? Yeah, that, that is one, one of my favourite ones. Yeah, um, that was a brilliant podcast. And some of the names on that, Jesus, and obviously, because I'm mentioning him, he's on it. But yeah, man, well done, G. That was good. Is there any modern Gs that might might get into this, this thing? I don't think so. Is that Gavi? Is it Gavi? Gavi? From... Yeah, a bit early to tell on that. What is he, 17 or something? Yeah, people get hyped up. To be honest, I can't. I never even thought of any any modern ones, so... That's caught me a little bit off guard there, but I, I can't think of any really. But There's not. I don't, I'll, I'll be very surprised. All the best ones begin with them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's going to be... Well, will it be... I don't know how interesting it's going to be, but the quality of that one is going to be insane. Yeah. And Mbappe's already... I'm just saying, Mbappe's already a top player. Let's see how far I can go. Anyway, thank you for listening. Tune in tomorrow. When we've got H, if my alphabet is correct, is that right, Jack? That is correct. H follows G. Beautiful stuff. Always keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.